Hello okay. and welcome to Military Mantra. In this interview, we have today Lieutenant General Vinod Patla, PVSM, AVSM, SM, ex-DGMO, served in an army for close to 40 years, and he was also the Colonel of the Parachute Regiment. And in this interview, we'll try to understand his journey of joining Indian Army, life within Indian Army in the Parachute Regiment, and various life lessons that he has learned over his service. So, thank you, sir, for coming on this interview. It's an honor, and welcome. Thank you, Akash. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Military Mantra. It's an honor for me. So, if you could, you know, start telling us, you know, about your journey or before joining Forge and what motivated you back then to join the Indian Army. Uh, you may not believe it, but it goes back a very long way. Uh, I was in class three, uh, possibly or class four, maybe. I think class three, I recollect. And uh, uh, my father posted Kathmandu, and we were staying uh, next to the military mission there. And as a child, uh, you know, uh, uh, I was on the road, and uh, there's this you know black uh, uh, car with a flag which passed by, and uh, you know ch- children are very fascinated by the by the military and the army. All children are, and I was no different. So I, I just you know tried to salute in a very shabby manner, which I as a child you don't know how to, how to salute, but I did try to salute. And uh, you know the occupant of the car must be a very senior officer. I don't know who he was. Uh, the way he saluted back was a proper salute, but he did not take it as a, it was a very serious. Salute. And it was a proper salute, and he acknowledged me as a as a good you know boy and a human being. And that's what touched me. And I came back home and told my parents, uh, "Look, um, uh, Dad, I'm going to join the army." He said, "Come on, do, 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 to decide anything." Uh, but I think my journey started from there, and I'd, I, 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 I never had a second thought. I never wavered from that uh, aim of joining the army. That one incident. And of course, it was reinforced by other incidents later on in life. Uh, but I think that was one incident which uh, shaped uh, my uh, thought process and joining the army. Uh, his demeanor, his military bearing, uh, the way he was, you know, driving that car, sitting in the car, uh, the car itself with the red light, and you know, all those things. Of course, one didn't know that, you know, uh, aiming high was uh, not the right thing to do because you get disappointed. Uh, but uh, I, I did not know the significance of a car. Also, honestly, I know I did not know the significance of a flag or a red flag. But it looked it looked good. I said, "This is what a man should be like," and uh, that is where I think I, I decided to join the army. And I joined the Sanic School in eighth class, uh, Sanic School Ghodakal, one of the best. Uh, it is still the, one of the top schools, and uh, we contributed immensely to the armed forces leadership, and uh, we won the Arms Trophy about eight times. Uh, so i joined the sanic school and uh, there i was uh, i was not a very you know i was not, not a strong boy i was uh, not good in studies but i was not bad in studies either and uh, i was average in studies and uh, but uh, not too good i was good in sports and games i used to like that and uh, so one day my principal um, uh, god bless his soul uh, wing commander mukherjee fantastic uh, uh, officer and a human being And he says, Vinod uh, Bhatia, I don't think you can pass your tenth class. You know, we joined India after tenth class those days. Uh, it was uh, and tenth was a school exam. It was not a board exam. So he said, Vinod Bhatia, I don't think you're studying enough, and you will pass your. Uh, you can you can't pass your tenth class. I said, Sir, I know that. And he, he I know I could see I, I could see a little you know setback. Uh, if you know that, what are you doing about it? I said, Sir, I'll pass my NDA and you pass my tenth. So uh, he said, Okay, done. And uh, that's how it happened. I passed my National Defence Academy exam when I was in tenth, and he passed my tenth. So it was a fair one, and uh, I joined the National Defence Academy, and there's no looking back there after. Once you join the NDA, uh, you're in the rut, and uh, you know a straight line. Uh, you can only move forward from there. Three years training, one year in IMA, and onto the parachute regiment, and 40 years service, retired, uh, 
about nearly you know, seven and a half years ago. Life is good. Got it. Got it. Sir. It doesn't get better. One step back, you know, if you could tell us about, you know, your experience in the service selection board back then, how did you prepare and, you know, what tips you would like to give to the aspirants who wish to join the forces and go through SSB? See, uh, uh, one thing which is uh, SSB is, uh, everyone is apprehensive about passing SSB. There's no, there's no mantra of passing SSB. It cannot be there. You know, like UBSC, you can study and you know the subjects, you know the syllabus. Uh, so it's all about studying and, you know, hard work. Uh, but SSB a little more than that. SSB is the toughest interview or the selection process, I will say, uh, anywhere in the country for anything. What's up? It's over a period of you know four to five days, and uh, they, they they really you know uh, see you through whether it's the uh, the ground uh, the GTO test, the interview, the psychological tests, and and they observe you. They observe everything about you. It's a very fair system. And uh, uh, one thing I would like to tell you as, as parents are that. No, you you can't fool. You can't you can't be a fraud. You can't be fake. You can't say that I will you know give the right answers and get on with it. There, there are no right answers. They're, they're not. They, they, you know, it's not a uh, what you call MCQ and you get the right answer and you're okay. No, it's not that. It is being honest to yourself. It is being honest to everything. Uh, honesty of purpose. Honesty of intent. Honesty of action. Uh, you, you 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 got to have it in you in the sense that. Uh, and, and you got to be passionate about it. And once you go there, don't be apprehensive. Be your normal self. They, they we're not looking for field marshal, manikshal, and every every aspirant. No, we are not. Uh, the army is looking for uh, average, well-meaning, well-to-do, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, aspirants. And uh, they'll be, they they have to have trainability, and they have to have the right values and the beliefs. So you you have to have the right values and the beliefs. You have a interview uh, which will take away some someone very experienced someone about 29 30 years of service and uh, in the interview you you have to know your subjects uh, whatever you ask and uh, if you don't know thing be frank uh, is it so I'm, I'm not too aware of it uh, it's it's nothing wrong with not knowing after all uh, at uh, the ssb for, for nda for ima uh, you're not supposed to know everything uh, if you don't know a subject you said i don't I, I i'm not too good at the subject and uh, try to try to you know weigh the conversation to your strengths, but don't hide your weaknesses. Everyone has got weaknesses, uh, uh, so uh, be be frank about things. Uh, be forthright uh, when you go for your uh, uh, GTO test. You know, uh, don't argue with people for the sake of arguing. Don't be one up on anyone. Uh, you're not competition anyone. Sorry, if you think only three or four will get selected out of a batch of fifty, well, just too bad. Uh, you can be three, or you can be four, or you can be five. It doesn't really matter, but it is not at someone else's cost. You can't say that if I come in the first aisle, you get selected. No, you may not get selected. So don't 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 be a one-up man. Try to be you know courteous to everyone. Be helpful to everyone. Uh, it, it doesn't take any anything to you know. Just be a normal self. Normal values. Our values. Our uh, Indian values are the best values. And there's no nothing Australian qualities in a in a SSB. What we're looking at is a social factor. Whether you can be trainable. Whether you can. Uh, uh, you know, pull along with a, in a in a group, uh, be a team uh, member. Uh, when you go to GTO, lead uh, and take the toughest task uh, and try to perform it. If you don't perform, so what? But don't overreach. Don't try to let the others down. That I have done it, and you can't do it. Don't show that off. Uh, you know, so these are very small things. Uh, your psychological tests. Uh, now, you know, some of, some of us go for that uh, coaching classes. Go for coaching classes. Good to know what happens. Uh, but if you think that uh, you you can uh, uh, learn it and then give the right answers, no, it is you know it's they have a lot of experience and they they're seeing things. 
Uh, but pay attention to small details. Go with a proper haircut. Uh, it doesn't uh, cost anything. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you need to shave. <laughs> that's that sort of uh, you know the army is all about uh, being being correct. Uh, wear wear the right uh, dresses. You know, don't be flashy. Uh, don't go in t-shirts and things like that. Wear a shirt. Wear a proper shirt. Maybe a light color shirt or dark color. Mm-hmm. Or you, uh, wear, wear, wear your normal black shoes and black socks and things like that. You can't be flashy about it. It is not that uh, I'm not saying wear a tie or something. No, no, don't do that. Uh, but you know, once you enter, you should look pleasant. You should look, uh, you know, uh, it should do a good feel. Yes, you're serious about things. Uh, some of us not serious about things. Some of us take it uh, very incorrect way and try to be brash, uh, try to show off. So uh, avoid avoid the wrong and reinforce the right. But understand that you have to play on your strengths. And don't try to hide your weaknesses. Every human being has got weaknesses. So there's nothing so great about if you if you got some weakness, whether it's a physical weakness and doing an obstacle, or not knowing a subject, or getting an extempore and not being too you know uh, great about it. Fine, that's okay. Uh, but you should have trainability. You should have honesty of purpose, honesty of intent. Uh, so th- this is some of the advice I can give you. Uh, it is not difficult to crack it. It is not easy to crack it. But it's not difficult either. Whether you go with the open mind. Don't don't put yourself under tension. Uh, understand that the, I, I have known people who some of the course to crack the fifth time. Okay. So I asked them how did I, I was I was lucky one to crack the first time. So I asked them how did you crack the fifth time. He said I got so fed up of you know giving SSB. I said yeah, let me just go and do it this time. <laughs> so uh, there, there are people who who done it the fifth time. So it's not that the first time you fail, that means you don't have OLQs, you don't have the right qualities, the social factor is not correct, so you'll not get selected. No, it's not that. It's just that they were trying either too hard or they were trying to be too smart, um, uh, and and ended up being too uh, you know too, too too smart is not very good. Uh, when I, when I say smartness, I'm not meaning uh, don't be smart. You have to be smart, uh, but don't try to be smart in the way uh, you know the colloquial fashion when you say he's, he's being very smart and all. No, don't don't do that. So uh, these are very small things, but they mean a lot. They mean a lot. You are being observed 24 hours a day. If you think that you're not being observed, sorry, you are being observed. Uh, you can't be, you know, even in your barracks where you're staying, where you're eating, uh, make sure the four days, those uh, 96 hours, you are thoroughly under observation. Don't don't waste time on the mobile, though, that time. You, most of us, we, we can't stay without a mobile. Check your mobile. I'm not saying that. Don't check it. But don't waste too much time on mobile and trying to answer every WhatsApp post which you have got and try to comment on things. Uh, so my, my aim is be honest with yourself. Be honest with the system and trust in the system. And if you think someone you know know you know and he'll help you out, no, no one can help you out. Sorry, no one can help you out. You have to help yourself. Mm. Yeah. So if you could you know tell us you went to National Defence Academy post that and then IMA. How was life back then in India and IMA? And any memorable instance you would like to share with the audience? Life was hell. <laughs> okay. At the age of sixteen, I was little less than sixteen. When you land up in India, you don't know which side, uh, you know, when is day and when is night. It is, it is, uh, it's, it's a, uh, it's a living hell. Honestly, it's a living hell. There's, there's no, there's no easy cakewalks out there. I think it is, it is the worst, uh, uh, worst period. The first, second, third, fourth terms. First, first second, third terms. First term was the worst, of course. It gets better then, uh, but uh, uh, there's no sleep. There's no food to. Eat. There's no food to eat, but there's no right time to eat. Uh, so. Uh, uh, there are a lot of activities. Uh, life is very, life is it's it's not good. It's not it's 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 very very tough. And uh, nowadays I believe some uh, in our time no one ever 
we never heard of anyone running away from India or being withdrawn from India for not wanting to stay on because it's so difficult to get in that once you got in, you you had no other thought. But nowadays, I believe uh, there are there are some people who who go and join and then uh, want out. Want to opt out? Well, there's nothing wrong with opting out. Uh, there are enough avenues open, and uh, if you find that you're not up to it, so opt out. Fine. Uh, but don't think that you know you just go to NDA and that's the last of it. And it's only the beginning; it's not the end. Uh, so mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of hard work to do, and <laughs> be prepared for the worst. And uh, but it is worth it. It's every every uh, you know, uh, once you're out of the NDA, and um, uh, well, uh, today I met uh, uh, two of my course mates at a game of round of golf, and uh, mm-hmm. those three years were the most memorable years of your life. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so something you'll remember by. And uh, as they say, you know, you go in as a boy, you come out as a man. Uh, they really make you uh, something, uh, what we now call art and labor. So the, you, you are self-reliant. You can survive on anything and anything and everything you can survive on. Uh, if there's nothing you say, survive on that. You're a survivor and you're a leader. Uh, you can get out of any situation. Uh, you can uh, really do the impossible. So that's what the training does to you. Got it. So if you could, you know, also tell us your journey of joining the parachute regiment and what motivated you back then to decide, you know, you want to join the Paris. So how did that happen? Again, I think I take decisions uh, very fast in life. Uh, I remember I was the second time in India and in the India you have a swimming test and I, I come from a scenic school in Nainital, never had a swimming pool. I did not know swimming. And it's not only a swimming test. At the end of the swimming test, you want to pass the swimming test, you have to go on the seven meter board and uh, you have to jump from the seven meter board which is which is scary and i was always i had always scared of heights uh, mm-hmm. uh, even in the mountains the vehicles used to go i was very scared of heights i still am scared of heights it's not that i'm not scared of heights i'm still scared of heights mm-hmm. so uh, uh, and uh, i uh, uh, the, the first time the swimming test was heard at a north swimmer i just went in and I, I swam and i passed my swimming test and i had not to go to seven meter board i'd never been up to a seven meter board in the same pool okay. i was so scared so that day I just climbed up and uh, I don't know what came to me. I just jumped out. And then I jumped and everyone was surprised that how oh, this this frail chap, I was all of about 45, 46 kgs. That's all. Uh, okay. And uh, 5 feet 2 inches in height. Uh, and I'm, I'm a hefty man now. <laughs> uh, and uh, I came back and they said, oh, uh, you know, well done. Yeah. I, I want to join the parachute regiment. I was reading a book those days called, you know, The, the Longest Team. Uh, and okay. that followed paratroopers, The Longest Team. And it, it really impressed me. I said, if something has to be, you know, if you want to join the army, join the best and uh, the elitist or the elite. So uh, I, I joined, I decided to join the parachute regiment. And I never took look back. And I, I from second term NDA, passed out of NDA, I went into IMA. You know, you, you keep changing your mind of the arm you want to join, the regiment you want to join. Uh, I never had a second thought about it. And I joined, the, uh, the only thing I did not know at that time was, that after you join the regiment, after you volunteer for the uh, you know, the Indian Army is the largest voluntary army in the world. Largest right. voluntary army, in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And among the largest voluntary army in the world, the only voluntary force in the army is the parachute regiment. Yes. You have to volunteer for it. And once you volunteer, you join the regiment and then you are probated. And the probation is bad. Probation is, you know, NDA is a cakewalk in front of the probation. Right. The selection, so yeah, honest selection rate is about twenty percent. Uh, it is physically tough, mentally tough, emotionally tough, medically tough. Uh, injuries are one too many, and uh, again, uh, you know, uh, 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 it's a, it's a, it's not so. So I decided to join the parachute regiment. That's all, and I was fortunate to join it. 
and i was equally fortunate to be accepted selected and accepted got it got it sir so we have heard a lot about you know what happens in probation in various interviews and even in discovery channel videos how was your probation back then any memories from there which you would like to share during your probation in the alien with you were in you know it's not a good thing to talk about yourself uh, <laughs> Uh, but then this, this is provision is one thing which is uh, 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 these unbelievable things you do uh, uh, you know you, again it's lack of sleep uh, you you get disoriented and uh, you get back to orientation you have to survive that and every day is a survival and the day you want to give up you just say i'm i'm a, i'm not a volunteer and you give up so they make sure that you want to give up you know it's, a, it's a, you realize that there they put you through so much of uh, stress uh, physical mental emotional uh, sleepless uh, that uh, you, you want to give up right and if you give up you give up and if you don't give up then only you got chances like you got to complete the probation period uh, and you're not an officer when you you're a probationer okay a probationer a probationer you have no you have no right whatsoever it is the uh, lowest form <laughs> you are in you you have to go through the toughest of things and uh, we were fourteen of us of our postmates who joined the parachute regiment uh, from IMA. Uh, five us were five us were selected, mm-hmm. so uh, which is not which is not uh, bad. Five out of fourteen is about thirty percent. Normal selection is about twenty percent. And uh, out of the four, out of the five selected, three of us went on to become generals, which is not bad. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, probation is very tough, very very tough. There's uh, you have to just survive every day and make sure you you are medically fit also. And um, keep at it. Once you once you decide on a thing to do it, then go ahead and do it. You can't you can't back out of it. Uh, mm. Like parachute regiment, we are a, we are a bunch of misfits who fit well together. Uh, it is more uh, you know honestly, we are a bunch of misfits uh, in society, but we fit well together. You know, we you have to have a something a kink in you to join. You you have to be mad to join. Why why should you go through such a torture? Tell me. There has to be reason to it. So you you want to well it's very good uh, out of the uh, you know founded or the postmates of mine who passed out everyone knows that nobody joined the paras others may others may forget about who joined what but mm-hmm. paras no one forget and when you meet someone uh, outside he says okay you know I mean yes uh, okay well, what arm is infantry this is uh, which regiment is paras instead of paras so you feel good about it why not you know people look up to you you feel very good about it. everyone everyone says paras. Well, that's that's what it is. You want to be the best, go and be the best. Yeah. Uh, so since you were a paratrooper, if you could also tell us, you know, your first experience as a paratrooper when you jumped off an aircraft, how was that? Oh, that was easy. Nothing. <laughs> they were very easy. <laughs> Honestly, the jumping part is the easiest part. Especially the first few jumps are very easy because they train you well and you're very confident. You're young. You. Physically, exceedingly fit, exceedingly fit, mm-hmm. and uh, so you 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 get onto the door and you 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 look down. You feel you feel scared. Your appearance of the heights is no doubt about it. But when the parachute opens, you feel on top of the world. You, you know, every man and every you feel very good. And uh, it's only later part in life when you do more and more jumps, uh, combat jumps or tactical drops uh, with loads that you realize uh, that uh, things can go very wrong. Uh, it's not the first jumps that that you are scared of. It is, it is you know, uh, as they say in the parachute regiment, the last centimeter that counts. It is the landings. The injuries mostly are during landing. Right? And uh, okay. when you when you do more and more jumps, then you realize the uh, the chances, the gravity, the things going wrong is much more. 
So the first jumps are easy actually because you you know you go through a basic course, you train for about a couple of weeks plus, and uh, you 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 have all the jewels and you have all uh, you know the mental toughness is there, which is there, which continues. Uh, but th- those are basic jumps. So it's very interesting. What was the parachute open? That that feeling, you know, that feeling is just just too good. And once you land, uh, that day is uh, you you feel that you're on top of the world. That's uh, something which is which no one can describe. That happiness, that joy, that sense of achievement, accomplishment, uh, commendership. You know your friends, uh, your affiliation with your friends. Uh, something good. Nice. So, if you could also tell us, you know, when you joined the parachute regiment as a young officer, how, how was your, you know, first combat experience, and you know, what went into your mind back then when you went into the combat? See, uh, uh, I, I was commissioned in 1974. During 71, what I was in India, so I missed the war actually. And okay. uh, when we joined the unit, everyone said, "Oh, you're not seeing the war, so you use this." Which is okay. I have not seen the war. Not seen the war. It's it's like when we are born and we grow up. You you know you didn't fight for fight fight for the independence of India. So you use this. Well, we are born a generation when we are free India. So why how can I be useless? Similar to the seventy one war. Uh, so I I I I saw you know things things were not so uh, the security is not so bad. Uh, and uh, we my first combat experience in uh, Manipur uh, in the northeast. And thereafter, uh, uh, it was uh, uh, it started from there, but it never ended thereafter. So uh, I was fortunate to be part of uh, almost all operations post seventy one, uh, whether it's uh, Manipur, Nagaland, uh, the Northeast insurgencies, GNK insurgencies, uh, Kargil. Also, I was there a little later, though not exactly in the operation part, but I was uh, there in the area uh, as uh, you know, I, I was there doing the work. And uh, I was there for Maldives, visited uh, Pavan, so Bhutan um, uh, ops. So the things have been there. And combatants, you know, when you lead men, you lead men. You you not bothered anything else. They, you know, you, your men trust you, and you trust your men. And uh, uh, the only thing is the responsibility. The responsibility of two responsibilities. One is mission accomplishment, and the second is safety of your men. Right? Both both are very important. So that responsibility as the leader. Uh, is what uh, you know motivates you to, because mission mission comes first. Your mission has to accomplish that whatever uh, this thing, and you don't want to pay cost for it. It's very you know to have a uh, your own uh, man injured or you know when bullets fly, uh, they they hit someone, and uh, it's it is uh, it is awful when uh, one of your own colleagues get uh, gets hit. Uh, all your energy is to evacuate him to make sure uh, the minimum loss happens. So uh, that is what combat experience. Is. It is not. It is not. Uh, you know, when it, when you're in contact, you don't think of anything. Honestly, you're just thinking of your mission and you're getting getting on with it. And when you're out of contact, then you look at it. You you fall back. You say, what right you did, what wrong you did, how can you do it better? Uh, so those those things uh, do happen. Uh, so that, that is the combat experience. But combat experience is uh, at a young age is excellent. Uh, at the older age, the responsibilities but too. Hmm. That's good. So you were also part of one of the missions, uh, Operation of Cactus, which happened in Maldives, which you were part of. If you can briefly describe, you know, what did you experience and picture it for us? Yeah, yeah. Maldives is an uh, operation, uh, I think, which has uh, been underrated in recognition. It's not been recognized. Uh, uh, it is uh, one of the, uh, I would say, one of the best operations ever carried out. Uh, in the sense that uh, we uh, we accomplished our mission from a cold start 
within 16 hours of the first indication of an impending operation about uh, nearly 3,000 kilometers from base and uh, without a casualty, without without a single casualty. And the chances of casualty, and we, we had no inputs. Uh, honestly, when I got, I, I was the brigade major and, uh, and the commander was not there and I was uh, uh, sitting in the office, uh, it was around 10-ish in the morning, uh, busy with some routine work. And uh, when I got the call uh, for move, the first it was from General Malik, uh, who was that kind of brigadier, and then from the vice chief. Uh, the vice chiefs don't talk to majors. So I thought, uh, must be a staff officer asking for something. So I, he said, is the vice chief speaking? I said, yeah, what, what do you want? He says, the vice chief speaking. I said, yeah, understood, what do you want? He says, this is the vice chief of the army star, General Roderick speaking. When he said that, then I actually stood up. <laughs> the vice chiefs don't talk to majors, uh, in the sense they don't call up, it's not so easy. Uh, there's a chain of command. And then he gave the orders for uh, Maldives, and uh, we had a great command, a great leader, Brigadier Balsara. Then uh, Colonel Joshi, that time was CO, Brigadier Joshi, was a CO6 pair of my own unit, and uh, great leader. And then RGS Dillon was there who uh, received the president. So we, we, we were a great team, actually. We were very well trained, exceedingly well trained. And uh, so uh, we moved uh, six para, and then uh, commander came and said, What have you done? I said, Moved six para, this is good. So you moved your own unit. Uh, you trust your unit more than anyone else. Uh, but to cut a long story short, I think uh, the credit must go to uh, a few people on this. Uh, uh, in the, among the military, Brigadier Balsara, uh, Brigadier Joshi, Tillon, or Brigadier Tillon, that Major Tillon, uh, and, and the troops who executed it. It's not easy. And the decision taken by Brigadier Balsara was the main thing. Uh, I do remember we had the code word with us and we were flying in. All the briefing was happening. Uh, the first two aircraft, I was in the lead aircraft with the Brigadier Balsara and Six Para uh, team. Uh, there are two companies, Six Para and that. Uh, with the CO, uh, and uh, when we were about to live, the, the code word uh, was with me, and the force uh, broken door was like a extent. The, the, just that the leaders come together. Uh, mm. we, had a, we had the best uh, Air Force officer flying us. Uh, we had a great leader uh, at the brigade, at the brigade level. We had a great leader at the battalion level, at the company level. So when the code word came, code word was, you know, code word Hadia, and then the lights were to come on, come off. And the only thing was, anchoring a mind was that, look, if the ATC gives the code word and the light signal under threat of a pistol, mm. he will give it. So once you land the complete, uh, you know, aircraft with about, uh, uh, the, we were 170th in that aircraft, uh, other than the air crew, we would just go off. Or someone who just, you know, even after that given, Someone just drives a jeep onto the runway, and when you're landing and you hit the jeep, that is that is the last of us all. And we're carrying 60 parachutes, but Maldives was too small a place to jump, too small a place to jump. Mm. So when I went to the commander, I said, "Sir, decision time," and he says, uh, "You know, we land." Okay. So that was decision to take, and it was broken before we landed. Broken before we landed, and of course, uh, uh, it was a, it was a great risk he landed. So I think that decision to land, and thereafter, once we landed, we secured the airfield. And we surprised uh, the uh, mercenaries, the who had uh, gone, gone, who had, uh, you know, stayed in the coup. Uh, our job was to rescue the president of Maldives, Mr. Gaim. Right. And uh, we didn't know where Mr. Gaim was. Uh, we didn't know where Maldives was, honestly. We knew somewhere in the Indian Ocean. Oh, that, that is, there's no Google Mata. Mm -hmm. So, and if you look at Atlas, uh, you don't see Maldives anywhere in Atlas. It's so small. But the, uh, right now, you see Maldives because Maldives is a known name. But that time, the only thing I know about Maldives was part of Sark. Nothing else. Uh, and Maldives is not given a map. It's just a small data. You, you should take an atlas. And atlas was the atlas that time. So when the atlas is, Maldives was just some, somewhere, you know, uh, southeast of Trivandrum, uh, things like that. So uh, we didn't know anything about anything. 
so we only landed out there and then you know we had to take boats and cross over and uh, we did not know who the president was but the president of the telephone and he said look uh, i'm being surrounded you have to hurry up so we ended up fortunately everything went right and uh, luck is a great factor we were lucky also we, we rescued him and we have to bring him back and once we rescued him good politicians all politicians are good politicians he said i'm not i'm not leaving my i'm not leaving my country i'm not going back so our orders were to rescue him and get him back and the my commander said you know now that he we have rescued him uh, his safety is of prime importance because now something happens then it will be very bad okay well we'll have no way to go and that is the time when he spoke to the prime minister and uh, the prime minister said, okay uh, uh, give all your assistance to the president and the president will stay there and he stayed on and uh, next day we had the uh, american battle group coming and i got a call from with three hours sailing time away so i said well we completed the mission just keep three hours sailing time over what is such a small place uh, but it was a good option uh, we we did it very very well uh, the complete brigade was there and we built up in no time completed the mission and no casualties nice nice sir. so you have been in power by the way, by the way. uh you know uh, a, f- a few months later the time magazine uh, came out with a cover story uh, 3rd april 1989 uh, super power india it started with the modis operation okay. you know uh, uh, 1989 talking about you know uh, rising super power india i say i still have a photo somewhere nice sir you have been in part of multiple operations so if i can ask you what was your favorite weapon back then they would happen my men yeah my men okay <laughs> yeah they they would they would never let you down there's no question they, they would do anything 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 means anything in the world if you ask them to attack mount everest they attack mount everest <laughs> you're, you're a leader and once you lead from the front you lead from the front there's mere piche move there's no the leadership that matters it's mere piche move and not mere piche move is not physical it is everything you have to be you know um, Uh, the men uh, I, I, I say मैं जवान एंड भगवान एक जगह रखता हूं मैं माई भगवान एंड ही प्रोटेक्ट मी एज फॉर फिजिकल वेपन कंसर्न माई फेवरेट वेपन इज स्नाइपर एंड स्नाइपर वेरी डिफिकल्टॉट इजी स्नाइपर इज अ वेरी डिफिकल्ट जॉब द कंसंट्रेशन रिक्वायर्ड द फोकस रिक्वायर्ड बिकॉज यू ओनली गेट वन शॉट and uh, and you got to get, you got to get the target right you got to identify the target right and you got to be patient enough to uh, hit the target where it wants and uh, it's a very accurate weapon uh, so sniper i suppose is the is the best weapon uh, and uh, if you can get a good a good sniper can really change everything so he can really change the game uh, because he can create so much of chaos uh, you know one shot and you get the leader uh, of your adversary he is gone the next shot the next is gone and there's total chaos so you have disrupted uh, the the enemy in many ways uh, otherwise you know all of the weapons are there not that but uh, sniper i think is uh, favorite got it sir so uh, if you can tell us any three life lessons that you have learned from the armed forces which you still cherish anything <laughs> armed forces is a, is a constant uh, 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 you know uh, it's learning throughout learning even today it's learning the armed forces when i meet men i learn so everything is new so life lessons in the sense okay mm, right uh, one of the things we uh, learned was uh, uh, in every unit we have thing known as wafadari imandari bahadur right wafadari imandari bahadur 
No, it is not in the literal sense. Wafadari is your loyalty to your, you know, nam namak nishan, uh, to your unit, your regiment, your team, your loyalty to your men, uh, your loyalty to your seniors. So wafadari is all. Imandari is on everything. It's not only money. Uh, you you have to be honest, honest in your purpose, activity, actions, uh, intent, uh, and wafadari is uh, is moral courage, more moral courage than physical courage. Physical courage only one part. Physical courage everyone's got physical courage. It's the moral courage that matters. Uh, 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 which takes a lot, lot of doing. Uh, that is one uh, life lesson. The other life lesson I would say is uh, mm, the responsibility. You're responsible as a as a leader. You're responsible. Uh, a small thing. You no, know, I got posted to uh, take over a division along the line of control. I was a brigadier. I was very happy because that's the largest division in the Indian Army. Mm. Largest, literally largest. Uh, it is. Uh, Uh, so i was very i was very happy it's a dream division to command to lead rather and uh, so i uh, i went home my parents were there my sir told them i told my dad dad i'm uh, i was approved to be a major and i'm going to command the division which is the largest division and this and that and it's got the most you know the largest area and the largest number of troops uh, and the most you know critical areas in jammu and kashmir things like that so he kept listening and then he asked me a simple question He said, "No, that's fine, but are you responsible enough?" Okay. So what happens is your aspirations are one part of it, and when your aspirations come, you feel very good about it. Success is, you know, very good, and why not? You you work for work for it. So, but the fact remains that are you responsible enough? Success comes your way; it should not go to your head. And that was one life lesson I learned outside the army. My father is villain. uh but he had heard about the army so uh, that was one life lesson a small one I, i must tell you this is a very interesting one i was a second lieutenant that time we were second lieutenant not lieutenant second lieutenant was a second lieutenant as soon cross country it was very cross country so uh, the final cross country was there havaldar uh, manduri you know was a old timer cross country you know uh, he walked up and he said sir uh chappa chappa shortcut mile na to wo bhi le lena chappa chappa you understand na small चपा चपा शॉर्टकट ले लेना लेकिन ध्यान रखना कहता चपा चपा शॉर्टकट हुई साढ़े चौदह किलोमीटर में ना एक किलोमीटर जाता है तो चपा चपा बट जो जहां से यू नो यू गेट द टोकन लेकिन जहां से चेक पॉइंट है ना वो चेक पॉइंट में शॉर्टकट पर मारना क्यों डिस्कालीफाई हो जाएगा सो दैट वॉज लाइफ लेसन आई वॉज टेकिंग शॉर्टकट इन लाइफ बट नॉट एट द चेक पॉइंट okay so the and later on when uh, when you grow up you you learn the small law pareto law 80 20 rule the 20% time you do 80% of the work 80% time you do 20% of the work but that is much later but all my life i've taken shortcuts small small shortcuts and that has saved me time energy resource and uh, i've reached my target faster got it sir sir you have answered the next question partially but if you could finally tell us you know what makes parachute regiment so special that we all of us keep talking about if you could consult and tell us what makes them so special what makes them so they are special that's all they're special they they meant to be special uh, like i said uh, they are volunteers one uh, they are probated and selected uh, which is a second one and third is their uh, missions and tasks are the most critical they get critical missions uh, they are the most critical and uh, they contribute at the strategic operational level they contribute at the tactical level and uh, uh, it's not a large it's not a large uh, it's just about uh, uh, we we very very small and uh, very elite and uh, we have the trust of the armed forces uh, leadership and we have never let them down till now uh, 
whatever it was, if you look at 1947, 48, uh, 50 para brigade in Changed and brigade Muhammad Usman. Uh, 65 uh, was uh, Hazi Peer under General Dayan, captured Hazi Peer. Uh, there are others also, I'm not saying that, I'm not other people. My regiment kill me because each one of them, uh, whether Shalatang or Punch or uh, mm -hmm. the, the many of them. And then 71 Tangail, uh, two para dropped a day with Tangail, and Tangail was they were the first to enter Dhaka. And uh, the, so you always get the more, most critical class, whether it is the commando raid in Mandol by Nine Para or Chachro by uh, that time uh, uh, Al Bhavani Singh, uh, or it was the uh, operations in uh, Sikkim uh, or the operations in Maldives or Sri Lanka, Kargil, all the all the battalions involved in Kargil operations, uh, or even there after in CD, you know, counter-terrorism operations with the amount of Ashoka chapter we have. But we we have also paid a heavy cost. Uh, it also say that heavy cost, it pains, it pains, the cost pains. Uh, because of our task, we paid a heavy cost, especially in terms of our uh, leaders uh, have paid a very heavy cost. Uh, so, uh, but then there, there's there, that's special. There's nothing special about it. We are, we are playing simple soldiers, basically. Uh, we get the toughest tasks to do and uh, we do them well, I suppose. Got it. So, my final question to you would be you know, a lot of aspirants will be watching this, even now and even on the YouTube. So, what will be your message to all those defense aspirants who are joined the forces, be it Army, Air Force, or Navy? Join the forces, enjoy life. <laughs> you are special. You. Mm -hmm. You'll enjoy it. At the end of the day, you'll enjoy it. While doing things will be tough, there'll be good days, there'll be bad days, but that's in the way office. But, you know, something you'll be doing uh, at the age of, let's say, 21, 22, 23, you, you, you're sitting on a post uh, along the line of actual control or line of control, you're leading men, and you say, okay, uh, what's the date today? Saturday? No, today is Sunday. So today is Sunday. Well, nowhere else you can do that. You can, you're the, you, 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 you are, you're the leader, you're the boss. So, uh, uh, and leading from the front, you know, when, when the love and affection which your men give you, uh, mm. they, they give you body protection by the way. It, it is touching. Uh, when you're when you're operation, they say, So then the, and when you don't do it, and they, they give you body protection, they come in front of you. I've, I've seen it a number of times. So that sort of a thing, no one, no one else will, you know, no other life, no other career will do that. You may earn a lot, uh, but Poj also is not bad. So Poj is very good rather. And uh, but, but you are special. And you you enjoy life. Life is worth enjoying because you do so such tough things. Uh, and, you know, the sense of achievement, uh, sense of uh, accomplishment, and the sense of affiliation. You know, if you ask anyone, you say, my regiment is the best, my arm is the best, my service is the best, and why not? You believe that you're the best. It's a self-belief that matters. Uh, whereas, you know, outside... Well, things are good, things are bad, and everywhere things are good, things are bad. There are good days in office, bad days in office. Uh, but you are different, and uh, you are looked on. Uh, you are respected by everyone. That's the respect that matters. The family, friends, uh, even people are unknown. Uh, so they respect you. And uh, the fact is, it's a clean, neat life. No complications. It's a simple life, a very simple life. There's no complications. There's a lot of hard work. There's no, there's no, there's no cake or there's no easy, easy things in life. It's, it's, it's a lot of hard work to do. and But at the end of the day, you know, if a man says something, your colleague says something, or anyone you don't even know says something, you know it'll be done. If he says yes, it is yes. If he says no, it is no. So there's no roundabout things. You know, you it is total trust, total beliefs. Uh, it's a good life. Good life. I would say aspirants. If you aspire, uh, uh, come join. Enjoy life. At the end of the day, if you repent, you can curse me. Mm -hmm. 
so uh, thanks a lot for your time sir on this session i hope a lot of people who have watched us and will be watching us on the channel will learn a lot from you and you'll get motivated as well so thanks again sir for on the, for being on this session sir jai hind thank you very much and uh, wish you the very best wish all of you happiness and success always thank you very much and jai hind jai hind sir bye bye